inspirational, empathetic, approachable, professional, resilient, compassionate. These are just some of the words you'll use to describe the ideal candidate when looking at any head teacher job advert. Anyone with an opinion on how schools should be run, and let's face it, that's pretty much anybody, um, will be able to add words to that growing list. But how do you measure whether somebody has those qualities, whether they are qualified to run a school, lead a community, um, and essentially be in charge of uh, shaping children's futures? The head teacher selection process is perhaps slightly different to what uh, you may have experienced within your own industry. Um, for each position, a, a brochure is produced, which perhaps shows um, the significance of that particular role, but also kind of demonstrates that the you know positions don't come around that often. Um, hopefully, for each school, uh, and within that, you have a kind of welcome, um, which is usually from the chair of the, the school governors or the uh, the CEO of a trust, depending on what type of school it is. Uh, and it would also give a few more details on the, the school itself, so the kind of values it has, um, and tell you more, you know, from their point of view, what they're looking for. In delving into one of these brochures, and in particular the person specification, uh, we can see a little bit more about what it is in particular schools might be looking for. Uh, so, you know, to kind of pick out a couple of strands, demonstrate the ability to think strategically, build, communicate and deliver a coherent vision is committed to high aspirations and well-being for every child, able to manage the resources of the school effectively. These are just some of the things schools are looking for, but there are many more listed under qualifications and experience, personal attributes, strategic direction and development, leading and managing learners and staff, managing the organisation, community and accountability. As a candidate for each application, you're then writing a tailored personal statement to explain how your uh, qualifications and experience meet each of these criteria. You may then be wondering, how does a a selection panel work out if you are calm and organised under pressure? That will then come into the selection day itself, which is quite a full-on process uh, and often described as quite gruelling. Democracy was once described by Winston Churchill as the worst form of government, except for all the others that have been tried. And it perhaps is true of interviews too. The head teacher interview itself is a minimum of a day, though often can involve being invited back a second or third time for a supplementary interview. The day is split into a series of tasks designed to kind of test whether you have the skills and attributes to be an effective leader and also to see whether your vision and your values are compatible with those of the school. Within the selection days I've attended myself, there have been some memorable, and I guess even some bizarre tasks, but all of them have helped me understand a little bit more about the school, and hopefully given them the insight they were looking for into me as a candidate um, and, and the others that applied for the role. One of the tasks that comes to mind was something called the Goldfish Bowl, This is where candidates sat in a circle and were presented with a news piece that we, uh, well, we had to decide which of these um, we were going to debate as a group. Uh, And as we were were kind of discussing and uh, sharing our opinions, we were sort of sat in the middle of the room uh, in a circle 
Uh, and then the selection panel was sat around the outside of us. So I guess kind of listening into what we were saying, trying to gauge, you know, uh, maybe some of our qualities that came out, things like how well we listened, how well we led the group, how well uh, each of us kind of, you know, perhaps what, what roles we took on within the, the group situation. There's also the intray task, which will be, uh, I guess, very familiar to anybody who's interviewed at a senior position at a school. Um, essentially, this sort of tests whether you can deal with things that are thrown at you. Um, and I, you know, I personally have designed one or two of these as well uh, in my own kind of interviewing experience. And they, they can be quite a fun sort of task to throw at people. Uh, but this basically has a series of kind of day-to-day happenings and sometimes it's quite fun to base those on on actual things that have happened at school Uh, and the candidate basically just lists those in order of priority so which would you tackle first Um, and you know depending on the time you're given for the task you might also say why you tackle it in that order Uh, and these can they can vary so it could be something like the heating is broken at school or a child has um, reported a sort of suspicious injury or a member of staff is called in sick. Um, so all sorts of things that, you know, generally happen on a day-to-day basis in school. And this is designed to to kind of gauge, well, which ones you tackle first and, and why? Uh, how do you make sure that all of these things are done? How do you make sure, you know, that you're not tackling them all on, on your own? Who, who do you, who else do you involve? But how do you kind of uh, retain a central eye over what's going on? Then there'll also be tasks designed to uh, test specific competencies. So there might be a finance task where you're shown a a snippet from a budget uh, and asked to interpret it and and kind of give your feedback. There might be some data analysis. So looking at results from uh, kind of uh, imagined pupils and picking out some of the things that uh, you yourself would make priorities or things that you think um, you might want to delve into further. Uh, Then there can also be what's referred to as a kind of selection of panels. Uh, So these are usually led by kind of staff or they might be led by pupils. So often quite a popular one is uh, an interview with, you know, the school school council. Um, So sometimes these are called the pupil parliament or the kind of pupil voice. Uh, And that's, I guess that's, that's probably one of the most interesting tasks if you are going to interview for a head teacher position because that's your chance to meet some of the the children uh from the school and have that kind of two-way interaction um and, you know and that's quite fun because they will ask you more about you and and your background uh, and you also get a chance to you know ask them some questions about the school and i think you know that's a really nice opportunity to learn more about the setting, but also about the the kind of learners um, who attend the school and also, I guess, what their priorities are um, for their next head teacher. One of the central responsibilities for the post is leading the school community. So the selection panel will be really interested to see how you present in that capacity. So one of the things that you'll be asked to do, um, and kind of unsurprisingly, is to lead a school assembly. Uh, And often they will ask that, uh, kind of give you a bit of guidance uh, around that. So it might be around a a special day that you have to present on, or it could be uh, on one of the school's values. Uh, And then another of the kind of panel interviews that might exist uh, is with the the parents of the pupils themselves 
Uh, and again, that's another interesting insight into what their priorities are uh, and also you know, what um, kind of questions they might ask. Uh, and I suppose of the two, uh, you know, as a prospective candidate, you're, you're usually used to doing assemblies um, and you might be used to speaking to parents. But I guess the difference now is that they are seeing you or hopefully seeing you in that kind of leadership and that um, that head position. So um, just partly kind of reassuring them um, that you, you know, you um, know what you're doing, but also that you kind of have a vision. Uh, and also, I guess, that in part, they're deciding whether they should put their trust in you um, to lead the school into its next phase as well. You may be sat wondering who then is qualified to interview the head teacher um, and be in charge of that sort of selection process. And that, that kind of really comes down to the, the sorts of school that you're applying to. Um, within the sort of state sector, uh, a lot of schools uh, traditionally were um, maintained by the local authority. So there'll be a representative from the local authority. There'll be a governing board and the chair of the governors um, will be part of the selection process. Uh, often parent governors would also be involved. Um, sometimes, you know, I've, I've been to interviews where they've invited uh, a local head teacher as well. So a head teacher of another school and they will give some, uh, you know, further weight to, to the, the interview process and, and sort of share their opinion on the candidates. If as many schools are kind of moving in this direction, the school is an academy and there'll be a kind of combination of governors who um, represent the or in a kind of voluntary capacity and they represent the school itself but then the people who actually work for the trust so it might be um, the CEO of the trust it could be an operating officer uh, and again they will kind of feed in from from different viewpoints um, and have different expertise uh, to kind of add and their their sort of opinions and say you know we've kind of analyze this person this candidate from a lot of different angles and you know we feel that they match the different competencies we're, we're looking for we feel that they would you know kind of they meet our expectations in an educational sense but they are also the kind of leader that we're looking for uh, but also they they can oversee things like the um, risks the, the the financial side of the school as well what happens then on an interview day is that a lot of those tasks that we've spoken about, um, you know, some sort of paper based, some uh, sort of small interviews or assemblies and things like that happen in the morning. And you will kind of know which ones to prepare for. Some of them might be blind or unseen, um, but roughly you'll have an idea of, of you know, the, the sorts of things that you're going to face. Um, and some of them you, you can kind of prepare for um, in advance. Uh, then usually what happens is they will tell you that at the lunchtime or sort of halfway through the day, um, they'll kind of cut some of the candidates. So usually there's sort of four or five of you that attend the day and they'll sort of cut it to two, maximum probably three that they would like to interview in the afternoon. Um, and usually at that point, they will ask you to give a presentation um, and that will be uh, typically about the school itself so it will you know it might be something like in your um you know first three to five years in this position what would you hope to achieve um you know how would you kind of bring the school community together what would your priorities be um and these are all things that you'll have gauged you know you you will have a bit of an understanding from the information the school has shared but through the selection process itself and the time that you've spent at the school up to that point you'll understand more about the, the school and what it's looking for. 
Uh, and so that will either be the same day, the same afternoon, and you might have a bit of time to prepare for that presentation. Um, or it might be that they say, you know, you, congratulations, you've, you've been shortlisted for a second interview um, and we'd like to invite you back. And it's, it's typically the following day. Um, and, you know, with the position that I um, am, am going to be taking on in, in September, that's what that's what happened for me. So um, the first day was uh, the kind of interview kind of processes and tasks. Um, and then I was invited back for the second day um, to kind of give a presentation. Uh, and with this one, it was the case where um, it quite nice in a way in that I didn't have to do, you know, anything overnight I was sort of told you know when you arrive in the morning you'll kind of be given the presentation brief uh, and then you will you know have a set amount of time to kind of prepare that um, and then you'll you know you'll deliver it to us um, as a selection panel and then you know we uh, will then come to you know decision on who we think is the best uh, candidate the best person um, to take our school forward. So having been through that process and having been successfully appointed, you then kind of uh, have the realisation that you, you will be leading a school um, and, you know, and, and there's that responsibility for, uh, you know, 400 plus children's education uh, and sort of overseeing, you know, a number of sort of staff in kind of different roles, whether they um, are kind of teaching staff, support staff, um, the catering team, the site management team. Uh, and then also interacting with, you know, up to a thousand parents. And so begins what's referred to as the lead-in process uh, to the new head teacher position. Um, and I guess where this uh, kind of is maybe a little bit different to what I've seen with friends in, in other industries um, is that the turnaround for job roles can be um, quite quick. So, I, you know, I know friends who might apply for a position, uh, you know, and they're sort of successful and within, you know, a couple of weeks they've, they've gone on gardening leave and then they've, they've started their new work pretty quickly. Whereas schools obviously typically operate um, on you know a kind of term system where there's three terms uh, in each school year and generally uh, for for most positions but for specifically for for head teachers you, you're looking to start at the beginning of an academic year so you'll start in the September um, and that's regardless of when you've been appointed so so for me for example I was appointed in in, in April but then didn't you know assume the role till September um, so there's there's some times kind of get used to it um, but also you know, you're kind of finishing off the work that you're doing in your, your current role. Um, and I guess that's, that's typically how things kind of work. Um, and usually that, that is kind of also a reflection of um, people's contracts as well. So you usually need to give around a terms notice um, as a school senior leader. So that means you're um, kind of notifying your school and you're taking on a new position. Um, and, you know, also, I guess another reflection in, in speaking to people is that it's quite open. So, you know, I, I, I wasn't hiding the fact that I was kind of interviewing positions, uh, interviewing for positions, sorry, um, because there's very few reasons, I guess, um, when you work at a school that you might not be at school or why, why you'd have a day out of school, um, I guess, unless you were unwell. So, you know, it's not like there can be a kind of cloak and dagger phone call during your lunchtime or, you know, that you can speak to like a recruiter after school, um, you know, for these processes because they are a day or, or more 
um, you know, you're you're more or less kind of informing your school that you're you're looking for positions, um, and you know this is what you would like to kind of go on to do. Uh, but also there is a reference element, and typically for this sort of role, the reference is sought before the interview takes place. Um, so they will ask your kind of current head teacher um, a little bit about you, um, and I guess that that's just another. Um, part of the selection process where they're making sure that they are kind of shortlisting um, strong candidates. Then returning to the school where you've been appointed, uh, you know, it's quite an interesting process because, you know, when you uh, apply, you're often invited to come and see the school and you have a tour, usually with the the current head teacher or or someone who will eventually be on the selection panel. Um, And, you know, you're you're typically quite nervous and, you know, you're you're being very polite and asking the kind of right questions and um, and trying to listen, you know, actively to everything that's being said. Uh, And then I think it's, you know, it's fair to say that when you go back to school you sort of see it again with fresh eyes and and that was something that I kind of experienced you know there were there were areas of the premise that I you know process that I kind of wasn't almost aware that it existed and and you know just um you what kind of potential there was there um and and, you know you're kind of coming in and and re-meeting staff knowing that in you know in that September you're going to be leading them um so all sorts of things you know probably kind of go through people's heads but I you know thought about how I was kind of presenting myself or um you know how I sounded or or how I walked and and all sorts of things and so you're kind of second guessing that um but really I guess you, you know you're um just trying to make sure that uh you you use the 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 time between being appointed and starting the role to try and um I guess gather as much information about um the position as you can and and also you know pick the brains of the person who's the the current head teacher uh, and I have to say, you know, I, I was really fortunate with the, the school where I got my position uh, in that the head teacher couldn't have been, you know, kind of more so thoughtful and kind and communicative. Um, and they were really keen, I think, for for me to kind of have a smooth transition to the school. So, you know, they kind of kept me informed about decisions that would be taking place in September, um, asked my opinions about things uh, and, you know, sort of shared a bit more about the day-to-day running of the school. Um, And, you know, I think that really helped me feel more kind of at ease. Um, But also, you know, it it meant that I felt I was building a relationship with them. Um, And, uh, you know, I think that's, I guess important in any kind of uh, managerial leadership handover uh, that you have, you know, a kind of strong relationship with your uh, predecessor. Right, the final thing that I'd like to talk about on this episode is something uh, which I've kind of read about and learned about fairly recently, and that's something called socialisation. Uh, now, this is the idea that on, upon taking on particular roles, uh, there is a period where you assume the identity of that role. Um, so you might think of this in terms of public figures, so a, a doctor or you know a priest, um, and I guess head teacher falls under that bracket. Um, and it's the idea that you have a kind of, I guess, a head teacher persona. Um, and it, you know, it's not until, I guess, you um, are taking on that role 
that you really start to think, oh, actually, you know, this is quite um, a significant role within um, society or within this particular community. And, you know, it's, it's in talking to friends and, and, and hearing, you know, what their typical idea of what a head teacher might be or what they might look like or how old they might be or what they sound like. Now, there's different kind of schools of thought around this and, and some of that uh, that kind of persona or identity has, you know, continuously been building and growing. Uh, and, you know, you, the, the way that you approach that role will be different based on your own experience of childhood, your own experience of schooling, um, you know, your experiences in your career, uh, and, and even down to your own kind of personal values and, you know, what things you think are important. Um, and I guess for me, you know, there was, there was a, an element of reflecting on that. Uh, but really, you know, uh, you know, kind of coming to the end of the, the summer holidays, um, I've realised that a big thing for me and, you know, people have asked, you know, you kind of, how do you feel about taking on this role? Like, you know, are you excited? Are you nervous? And in all honesty, I, I couldn't be more excited about taking on this role. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to working with the staff, working with the families, working with the pupils. Um, and I guess where my kind of nervousness comes comes into things um, is, you know, I've sort of spent the whole summer reading, uh, reading books about leadership, management, leadership in kind of different sections, uh, reading about schooling, reading about education. Um, and I guess, you know, that that's my way of making sure that I've left no stone unturned.